This is the I Read Comic Books Podcast. I am your host, Mike Rappin, and with me this week, two pretty... I guess they're pretty alright people. I don't know what else to say. Renee Rodriguez. Huh? And Brian Murray. Hi. Thank you guys for joining me this week. You're you're more than alright. You're actually pretty swell, folks. I'm really happy to be here. I'm really be happy to be back on Eastern Standard Time. I've been in Seattle for the past week, so I wasn't in last week's episode. I've been traveling nonstop, but I've been doing a lot of comic book reading because you know what? That's what I do when I travel. I don't know about you, but I did a lot of comic book reading. So let's talk about that. Let me ask the question I ask every single week. How have you been? How have comic books been? Let's start with you, Brian. I've been good. The weather here in Michigan has been a little intense lately, but I'm I'm, we- I'm weathering through it, so to mm-hmm. speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, I finally got around to one of my Hoopla checkouts, uh, The Expanse Origins. Uh, Xander has been telling me that I got to watch The Expanse for what feels like our entire friendship at this point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I finally got around to I finally got into it after. About halfway through season two, if you like me, you're struggling. Just stick through season two, and you'll be hooked. So I checked out the comic book, The Expanse Origins, from writers uh, James S. A. Corey, who's the author of the original books The Expanse is based upon, oh, and cool. then uh, Hallie Lambert and Georgia Lee, with illustration by, and I apologize if I mess up this name, uh, Huang Danlan, and colors by Triona Farrell and Juan Usechi. Um, it's a really cool, there, each issue in the trade that I read focuses on one of the crew members of the Rosinante, which is the ship that they're all flying on. Okay. And this is sort of giving you an idea of what was this person doing eight years before the events of the show? Or what was that person doing five years before the events of the show? And it's a really good way of sort of giving you a better idea of who these characters are. And how we got to this point. And I think that that's a, a really important thing to do. Because not really caring about the characters was what made the show so hard for me to get into in the first place. Gotcha. Is so it Ro- I, Sorry, I was just... Quick question. Is Rosinante the name of Don Quixote's horse? It is the name of Don Quixote's horse. Ah. Interesting. So the Expanse is just full of fun stuff. Yeah, that's that's why the ship is named that. Very cool. Yeah, it's a. I definitely recommend anybody who has been told they would like the Expanse or they like the idea of the Expanse, but they can't get into it. I definitely recommend checking out this trade, um, and then maybe giving the show another try from there. Very cool. I mean, this this sounds exactly like me. You're telling me what to do. Thank you, Brian. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Renee, what about you? How have you been? How have comic books been? Uh, I've been tired. Yeah. Real tired. Um. But good, I guess. Comic books are always great. You know, they're there to snuggle up to on a cold winter day, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, not for burning, though, just to enjoy. Right. Um, this got away from me. Anyway, um, what I read this week was uh, I read uh, Spy Family Chapter 19. Uh, mm-hmm. Spy Family, I talked about last time, which is a, a gag manga that is about a made-up family trying to stop two nations from warring against each other and it's a spy marrying an assassin and adopting a kid with telekinetic powers and uh the only one that is aware of their secret lives is the kid that can read their minds and um now they have a dog that can see the future and uh (laughs) 
See, <laughs> see, your description last time almost got me hooked on this. I think now I'm hooked. Now this has to be the next thing I read. Now there's a dog. <laughs> yeah, now there's a dog. It's a big dog too. Is <laughs> he looks he looks very fluffy. Um, <laughs> the point is, I I really like Spy Family. It's becoming one of the series that I look forward to the most. Uh, it is a monthly series though, um, but you can read it the entire series on viz if you have the uh their subscription which actually now this is very cool because um now they have uh their chapters come out now at 7 a.m on sunday pacific time so 10 uh eastern standard time Mm -hmm. so uh the comics that i was looking forward to reading i've already read because uh because they came out already oh Um, nice yeah but um, I also read uh, Volume 2 of uh, Doro Hidoro, with a story and art by Q Hayashida, which I don't know if I've talked about this book before, but it takes place in this world where uh, there's two, basically, planes of existence. There's a plane where sorcerers exist, and then there's uh, the plane below it that they call the Hole, which is where all the humans live. And all the sorcerers visit the Hole to experiment on humans. What? And their magic is called smoke, and so all the sorcerers deal with, you know, like, who has the most smoke. You can trade smoke. You put smoke into, like, all your uh, magical artifacts and whatnot. You can blow smoke up someone's ass, right? Basically, yeah, yeah. Okay. So they they, they don't call it magic. just college. Yeah. We're we're trading smokes and thinking about holes. Well, well, you can't trade smoke, but it's like the stronger your smoke, you know, the more important you are. And you can put smoke into artifacts, like to get a broom to fly. And they've got brooms that look like motorcycles um, and stuff. Oh, hell yeah. I'm in. And um, so. Buried the lead, my man. (laughs) So the story follows a human named Cayman and his uh, friend, Nikaido, who is secretly a sorcerer. And Cayman is a human who has the face of a lizard, and he doesn't right. have any memories of how this happened to him. So he's trying to find the sorcerer that made his head a lizard. So he goes around killing sorcerers, except that before he kills them, he puts them in his mouth. Because when they enter his mouth, they see a man inside, and the man will just kind of says, no, you're not him. And then... Cayman will take the sorcerer out of his mouth and go, what did the man inside my head say? And they go, uh, he said, you're not him. He goes, all right, then, and then kills them. Because that's apparently the way that he's trying to find who turned this his head into way. a lizard. This is the way. Yeah. So it's uh, it's crazy. Uh, and uh, it, it just got an anime this year. And the book's basically at its base about friendship. Okay. But it looks absolutely insane. <laughs> From what you said, I understand that. But it's also really, really cool. I really dig the art. The story is really interesting. Um, so, yeah, I read volume two of that, and then I read the newest chapter of Act Age, which is that manga about acting, uh, started by Tatsuya Matsuki and art by Shiro Usazaki. And uh, I did kind of skip around because Shonen Jump doesn't have all the... Um, chapters um, published out but I mean if you let just like you know one or two arcs in the story stop you from continuing to reading you know whatever Um, yeah whatever (laughs) yeah so but it's really interesting right now they're doing a play that's kind of based off of the journey to the west which I really like and it's gotten it's gotten pretty crazy and uh, yeah it might be it might be in one of those those things where it's like hey 
you know, this is a, it's a really random topic, but it's got a pretty good manga about it. So, yeah, this this sounds odd. I all of these things, I feel like I every time you're on the show, Renee, I swear you bring something up, and I go, huh, maybe I should stop reading Western comics altogether and just catch up on all of this manga. <laughs> I mean, I basically have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, first off, um, for me, I want to say I can't believe neither of you recognized my my really perfect reference to the Mandalorian. Um, with this is the way, um, but I otherwise, recognize that I refuse to engage with it. <laughs> same. Okay. okay. Brian and okay. I are on the same side for once. <laughs> Oh, good. This is this is going to be a great episode. Uh, well, for me, I really quickly I read My Hero Academia number two fifty six. This is Kohi Horikashi. Can never say his name right. All in Kohei all, I just Horikoshi. want to say, yeah. I, all I want to say is this: this chapter was basically everyone's getting better. Hooray! <laughs> the issue. It was a great little fifteen pages because My Hero Academia is super short. Um, I also read Sentient by Jeff Lemire and Gabriel Walta, and I should have known this was really sad as expected jeff lemire only writes books that will make you sad despite how happy of a premise he may give you in the first couple of pages it always turns hard left and makes you very sad and feel bad for everyone um the the twist in this book was a little hard to swallow i will say not the initial inciting of the twist but i will say like the ramifications of the twist were a little hard to swallow but i mean it's comic books here and i don't know why i'm questioning a story about people traveling across the galaxy as if that's even possible but um, otherwise, this was this was really good. I liked all the little character development that he did. Um, and for miniseries, like I highly recommend this. TKO has been, I think, kind of hit or miss with their minis. I've read a handful now, but this one is, uh, I think, on the on the better side of things. So if you get a chance, I mean, go grab this from Comixology or pick up the physical issues or trade from TKO. I really like how they do their delivery, where you can get singles or you can get trades. Um, and the singles come in a special like box that has some ex- has some extra stuff in it. It's really cool. Um, but yeah, and uh, the other book that I read was Southern Bastards Volume 4. This is Jason Aaron, Jason Latour, and there was one issue that was written by Jason Latour and with art by Chris Brunner, and to me, this felt like the final volume of Southern Bastards. I think we kind of circled everything together, closed up all of the points of the book that really needed to be closed up, especially giving the massive twist um, that happens at the end of Volume 3, and I really don't want to spoil anything because... On the whole, I realize I'm very late to the game on this book, and I think this is a pretty solid series. I think it has some some iffy points in the story, but on the whole, it's very, very good. And if you haven't had a chance to read it, I, I really don't want to spoil anything for you, but I will say it gets a bit brutal in this volume, more so than in previous volumes, and that's saying something. So be prepared for a little bit of blood and some some swear words and some pretty heated moments throughout this volume but i like what uh aaron and latour did with this whole story and we got a really interesting backstory issue about a specific character that shows up late in volume three and it was it was all very nice um i i liked this book for what it was i again don't know how they're going to do another volume because at the end of the volume they say hey there's going to be another volume five dot 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 eventually because the release date um re- releases for this book have been really inconsistent due to uh it turns out jason latour's father died and that you know that makes things very tough i, I totally understand and uh so yeah it's it's a it's a solid book. I mean, if you have a chance, check this out from your library. Maybe pick it up in a sale or something, um, or just go buy it in general. It's a really interesting book that gets to some of the grittier sides of living in the South. And I think Latour and Aaron do a good job of explaining the benefits and the drawbacks of living in, you know, 
a small city in Alabama, even in modern day. So um, yeah, highly recommend it. But let's uh, let's move on. Let's talk about comics that are coming out this upcoming week. Comic books are dropping on January 22nd, 2020, despite what my notes say, which says 2019. I will do that for the next two or three months. What are you guys excited for this week? Let's start with you, Renee. Well, as I said, um, new manga dropped this morning, so I will be waiting until next Sunday. But um, oh, exci- the one that I'm most excited for... Uh, I'm always excited for One Piece, but this week it goes to Haikyuu Chapter 381, story and art by Haruichi Furudate. We are just kind of starting to get the engine uh, rolling in the new story arc, and uh, let's just say the chapter today was beautiful and goosebumps, spine tingles, uh, uh, got me amped. So I'm ready for more Haikyuu, and I would say that I would you know, wait five weeks to read it, but I know that's not going to happen because I'm going to be too excited to, uh, <laughs> to just to read it because it's good and I can't stop singing Haikyuu's praises because it's so, it's so good. It's, it's very good. I'm only 200 chapters behind <laughs> on this one. Just think of it this way. You've got 200 chapters to enjoy still. This is very true. This is, this is the volleyball one? Yes, sir. Okay. Damn right it is. And I, I don't say that to try and diminish it at all. I just I, I can't keep them all straight sometimes. Yeah, yeah. If the, yeah. if it's not very clear in the name what the book is, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, haiku is uh, means volleyball. Well, now all we right. know. Put that little the more you know star across this audio medium. Uh, <laughs> well, I like all the ones that are like. Like that time I got reincarnated as a slime or something like that. So I'm like, cool. I know exactly what this book is going to be yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. I think my favorite, the favorite, my favorite manga title I've ever heard was "Is it wrong to pick up a girl in a dungeon?" Ooh, yeah. Don't read that though. I've read that. I not a fan. Oh, not I a watched, fan of that. Book. I watched the first season of the anime, and I really, okay. I really liked the animation. I thought all the fight scenes were done really, really well. Yeah, I, I think yeah, the the combat in that is interesting, but oh boy, the story is a little rough. <laughs> to yeah. say the least. Yeah, um, yeah. Brian, what about you? What are you excited for this week? Well, in keeping with my, my love for descriptive titles, uh, Archie <laughs> versus Predator 2, issue number five. Because <laughs> I didn't realize that there was an Archie versus Predator 2. Uh, this is from Alex DeCampi with art by Kelly Fitzpatrick, Robert Hack, and Jack Morelli. Ooh. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good team. And I loved... Archie versus Predator one when we read it for our crossover, mm-hmm. um, like I think I had some issues with it, but all, all in all, it was a, a very entertaining read, and I'm almost happy that I found out about this a few days before issue five drops, because now I can uh, just wait wait for the trade without having to wait too long, because um, this is the final issue in the mini. Gotcha. I have to. I have to wonder, given what happened in Archie versus Predator One, I guess that's what we'll call it. What even the story could be? But yeah, <laughs> well, I guess I, you'll have to let us know. I'm. I'm kind of assuming that it's. It's not so much a sequel. Um, but I mean, it could be. Yeah, because didn't we have a uh, what number one? Archie versus Predator One ended with the Predator being like morphed into Archie, right? Yeah. Am I, okay. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I I can't believe that there was an Archie versus Predator one in the first place. It should have just been Predator skins Archie. 
or something. <laughs> I, so yeah, the where's that, the versus? Also, yeah, and then then for you to just throw that twist in there of what happened at the end of the first one, and that, so yeah. I, I, I'm wondering, is it Archie like from like the classic Archie comics, or is it like Riverdale Archie, or is it some Archie I don't know who joined the army and basically became Arnold Schwarzenegger? So the first one was very much classic Archie. Yeah, it's uh, the the Riverdale crew like wins a trip to some tropical island through yada yada yada, mm-hmm. and uh, the predator winds up following them back. Because why not? Yeah, I mean, I I think like it's because Veronica took like a a special knife or something. I don't know. It's it's we a whole thing yeah i mean like we don't really need an explanation all yeah. we need to know is that it's like soda pop in in malt shakes archie you know like 50s era archie in a certain to a certain extent versus the predator drawn in yeah. that same style with say, with all of the uh horror of the predator so all the eviscerations and whatnot yes exactly i was gonna say the fact that that they even tried to have like somebody took something i was like i honestly i'm surprised that predator didn't just plop down in the middle of riverdale and was like all right who's gonna get some you know well that's not how predator jesus that's not how predator (laughs) works that's not how predator works uh that's not how predator do you know we need a zay frank episode about this this is how predator do um then it's gonna be like well now we need to know how alien do Yes, it, this, what, this what could be a whole new called, series. Uh, Brian, what's the name of the Xenomorphs? Alien? Thank you. Yeah. Anyways, I don't like anyways. Alien. It, it, for Nick. me this week, I'm moving you guys, I'm moving on. Yeah. For me too. this week, <laughs> I, I guess, I guess I'm excited for Marauders number six. And I say that because I feel like I was very resistant to really like this series, but on the whole... I think it's pretty good. I mean, I, I feel like there are people on Twitter who are going to come at me for this now, as they have been coming at me for for weeks now about Marauders. But on the whole, I mean, this book is pretty fun. Kitty Pride and, and Bishop um, dealing with Emma Frost and Sebastian Shaw is pretty good. The Kitty and Emma Frost relationship is always really interesting. I didn't really put it all together in my head. Uh, it took me a really long time to realize that this has been going on for a really long time. In fact, Kitty's initial introduction into the X-Men is an introduction to Emma Frost as she tries to steal Kitty Pride before the, the X-Men can pick her up to take her to Xavier's school. Um, I read that, you know, a while ago, but regardless, it's it's really interesting Um to see their dynamic back and forth where they're kind of friendly to each other, but there's still some some malice between them as they don't let either of each other like take any or give any shit to it to them. I don't know how to describe that, but Emma Frost and Kitty Pride have a very interesting relationship because they're they're frenemies, and that's that's always fun when it comes to comics like this. And I don't know what's going on in this series. I couldn't tell you because so many X Men books, it all blends together. But I'm excited for this book because it, it's gotten really interesting, and I and I've liked it. I like the, the development that they've given. Even though, um, why are we using the old Pyro when we have a new Pyro? That's the question that I'll always hold on to. But Gary Dugan writes this book with art question mark by Matteo Lolly. I think there's more people on this book, but this is the only information I could find. So um, Marauders number six. So keep reading those X-Men books. That's all I have now. That's it. It's what, what gets Mike out of bed in the morning some days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be covering something pretty massive. And that is the last actual decade worth of comic book based movies from the years 2009 to 2019 because 2020 hasn't started yet so we can't we can't talk about anything from this year so we're gonna we're gonna go through all of those and the list 
I just will say that there's a lot of ums and question marks, and I say the word fuck a lot in my notes, so I hope you guys are excited, but we're going to take a quick break and come back with that. Before we start the show this week, I want to remind everyone to go take the IRCB listener survey, get entered for a chance to win $15 to Comixology. That's at ircbpodcast.com slash survey. We want to know how to make this show better for you. So go enter, go give us some information. It'd be super cool. We'd love to chat with you. So head over to ircbpodcast.com slash survey and do that for us. We would really, really appreciate it. Now onto the show. This week, we are talking about a huge, huge thing. We're talking about a decade of comic book-based movies that I found on a list on IMDb that supposedly contains every single comic book-based movie that's out there. We realized in reviewing the list that it had a few missing, so we tried to add them last minute. But if there's anything missing that you think we should have talked about, let us know. Tweet at us. Send us an email. ircbpodcast.gmail.com. You know how to get a hold of us. We went through and I picked out probably a hundred plus of the 500 movies that came out that I think had some relevance in the last decade, at least in Western comics and, and in Japan that were like really big, huge, successful movies, as well as some weird ones. And so Brian, Renee, and I are going to talk about that. And then at the end of the episode, we're going to give you our top and bottom picks from the decade 2009 to 2019. So to kick things off, this is just how things happened. Watchmen came out in 2009. I thought this came out in like 2007 for some reason. And before we started recording, Brian, you were saying that you thought this came out before 300. Yeah. Do you guys remember watching this movie? Have you watched it since it came out? Nope. Yes and yes. <laughs> okay. I, saw, I okay. saw it in theaters, but <laughs> same, same. I did too. I had the worst experience watching Watchmen in the theaters because uh, I went with two of my friends and um, and one of my I went with my friend his girlfriend and then my other friend came with me and I was sat in the middle between my two friends and both of them cannot follow a storyline to save their lives oh god help them with this one and so they kept asking me you know questions about and I hadn't read the Watchmen comic at this point and so they kept asking me what was happening in the movie and I kept missing things and I was like I don't know stop watch the movie watch the movie and it got to this point where I snapped at my one friend and I was like, leave me alone, watch the movie. And we got to uh, the part where they fight with Osmandius. And my friend, mm-hmm. my other friend turns to me, he goes, I thought that guy was a good guy. I said, we just found out he was the bad guy. He goes, when did that happen? I was like, when they went to his office <laughs> and said, he's the bad guy. Meanwhile, Renee's standing up in the theater, yelling down at his friends sitting in the chair. Yeah, so Watchmen, Watchmen's interesting. Uh, I mean, especially because it's, it's been out for a decade. You know, the TV show just came out, and this kind of, you know, this kicked off the decade. I don't know how much of an order these things were. This list was in kind of a strange order, but I think this was the first big superhero movie that came out in 2009, and... I mean, this was the the beginning of the end. I don't know. We we do need to try to get through a lot of these movies, so I don't know how much more time we want to focus on it. But boy, oh boy, what a what a film! I will say before we get into the rest of these spoilers for movies that are maybe a couple years old up to a decade of year old. So if you haven't seen things like Kick Ass or Red or The Green Hornet or R.I.P. Marmaduke, you know, Marmaduke <laughs> for instance, spoilers. Um, yeah, wa- I mean, Watchmen started... We- the next one that I have on the list here is Dragon Ball Evolution. 
do you guys remember seeing this movie? I mean, this had the guy that was in Shameless for a minute. This had um, the dude who was in Buffy. What's his name? Uh, James Marsters. Yeah, James Marsters played Piccolo for mm-hmm. some reason. Justin Chatwin was a uh, was Goku. Yeah. <laughs> um, all I have in my notes is fuck. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Chow Yun Fat plays Master Roshi. Yeah, I this movie. I mean, Ross all of, Bulma in that movie too. Yeah, and then those two went on to go do Shameless together. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting that this movie exists. I watched this yeah. movie way more than I should have. I got it like from like Redbox, and I oh. was I was living at where I worked for the summer. Like they had like a a dorm thing, so I was I'm like, I could watch whatever movie I wanted without my family. So. I decided to get Dragon Ball Evolution and just didn't return it for a week. And then just, we had nothing else to watch. So I just kept putting it on. And I want to apologize to the other members in the communal TV area for having to watch it. Oh, you inflicted that on other human beings? Yeah. The worst part was like around the fourth or fifth time, I just got up and left and let them deal with it. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, you you guys, I saw this. I saw this in theaters. I saw this movie in theaters, so, I mean, I had it blasted directly into my mental veins. <laughs> um, nothing else more to say about this. X-Men Origins was next on my list. X-Men Origins Wolverine, and I want to say this is the only X-Men movie that I really don't remember. I don't remember if this one had the Deadpool I put in heavy quotes. Yeah, I, I don't remember. This this, is the, okay, so the original Ryan Reynolds Deadpool. This was the first comic book movie that I walked out of and immediately started like berating the person I went with. About all the ways this movie was bad. Yeah. Which it was my my poor brother, who is seven years older than me and not at all interested in comic books. Oh, nice. I don't even know why we went and saw this together. (laughs) I think that we were just like at a family event talking about it and decided to go see it, maybe. But we walked out and I was like, okay, so that's not Deadpool. That's not how (laughs) we'll... That's how any of this it. works. Yeah, yeah, I get you. I watched um, this with my entire senior class, which was twenty-two people. Um, <laughs> but we went and saw it, and I remember everyone was asking me questions afterwards, and I was just, mm-hmm. I was just upset on so many. Oh, levels. Renee, you're such a, you're such a little baby. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it's interesting because I, I remember <laughs> Wait, coming out of that I am, movie. Baby, you just ranted about how you took everything out on your brother while watching this movie. No, I just meant because you were a senior in 2009. Uh, yeah, get this. In 2009, 2009 was the year I met both of you. And what Wild. a year it was. Yeah. So th- this was an interesting movie. I mean, I remember being just very mad at it. I just can't remember what happened. And now that we say, okay, this is the Deadpool movie, now I remember. But as I was writing up my notes, I just couldn't remember. Uh, I'm going to move on. We're going to, I mean, really quick, Kick-Ass this is a comic book movie that didn't need to be made. And it wasn't even close to the comic I don't know if you guys have thoughts on this, but... We, we saw can, it we together. We watched it the night before we went to C2E2. Yeah, our whole comic book club went and saw it in college. Oh, yeah. It was fine. Yeah, moving on. Uh, we, we saw also, we've we got the losers on here. I, I remember this movie being pretty good. I think I watched it like three or four years ago. It's, it's a pretty fun movie. Chris Evans being cool um, before he was in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World being a, a jerk. So I, I liked it. It's got the dude who is also in Supernatural. He was the dad in Supernatural. And uh, the comedian in Watchmen. I mean, this guy, he's just making a living off of comic book movies. Was Zoe Um, Saldana in that movie, too? Yes, she is. 
Speaking of people making money off of comic book movies, Iron Man 2. Robert Downey Jr. comes back, and this one has, what is it, Mickey Rourke? <laughs> yeah. I want my bird. <laughs> yeah, that's all I remember about this film. Just, just get him the bird. Just get him the bird. Just get him the Sam bird. Sam Rockwell. In it. My, Sa- Sam Rockwell's great, yep. My brother will, he literally says, um, he says one of Mickey Rourke's lines all the time. He says, learn to let go. All the time. Like. I, it's it's that one he always says i like to eat my dessert first because sam rockwell eats like uh, a sunday before having dinner with mickey rourke wow <sighs> interesting um, <laughs> <laughs> so i mean the, you know this movie continues the big legacy i mean we're gonna touch on a ton of marvel movies but you know this one continues the iron man legacy as things go on i, I put the marmaduke movie on here because i forgot that that was even made i don't even know so i don't I know much don't about marmaduke I believe you <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> it's an actual thing. Um, Jonah Owen Hex Wilson? came out. Yeah, Owen Wilson's in this movie. Yep. You think that's why he he's, was in Marley he's and Me? Marmaduke. <laughs> Owen Wilson was Marmaduke. Yeah. Holy smokes! I'm sorry oh, look at about the, that. The, the cast on this movie is so weird. For Sutherland, Fergie, Fergie is in this. I have got Sam, Sam Elliott. Elliott. <laughs> I mean, yeah, what a movie. What a movie. I never saw it. I, I have guess, no plans to. I guess to. now we have to watch it over Discord. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is also me making a list of movies I'm going to get drunk and just jump on the Discord chat with um, as I watch it rather than just tweeting constantly. But um, yeah, so moving on. Jonah Hex came out in 2010. This is Josh Brolin's, I think, first foray into comic book movies. I mean, at least in this decade. So who knows? Um, did you guys see this movie? Yeah, and actually after talking about it during the break, it, you reminded me that I did a double feature one night at the trailer Mike and I lived in in college where I watched Jonah Hex and the live-action Avatar The Last Airbender. Mm-mm. And I'm not sure how I survived the experience. I can't believe I you after... were so mean to yourself in the past, man. <laughs> oh, I can. <laughs> that, that is in character. <laughs> Well, well, taking a step a bit on the lighter side, I mean, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World came out in 2010. I think this is, to me, Edgar Wright at his best in terms of directing and editing. Um, this movie definitely does not age well as a movie that I watched a handful of weeks ago. Um, it's pretty problematic in general. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, on the whole, I mean, this movie does have some very funny, iconic moments that are just like stapled in my brain as things that i truly truly cherish um that does not mean that the movie is great or that the you know whatever the message of it is great but some of the comedy bits in this especially with the editing are just fantastic i I love scott pilgrim still i think i I love it mainly because of just the way that it was made edgar wright's one of my favorite directors and i love everything about the editing and the way that it's shot i think it's super great it's the most comic book comic book movie that I think I've ever seen. I mean, did you see Sin City, Brian? No. I mean, <laughs> that's a lie. Actually, we no, watched I it did. in Comic Book Club. Yeah, I wasn't there for that. But I watched it with uh, with Mike in college, like the mm-hmm. night after a breakup. I went back to the trailer and we watched Sin City. God. Yeah, nothing nothing better can cheer you up than yeah. Sin City. <laughs> you can think of literally a hundred things. 
Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, next on the list I have is Red. This is the Warren Ellis comic book that came out a while ago. For some reason, got made into a movie. But if you look at the cast list on this movie, it has the makings to be an incredible film. But when you watch it, it's a very so-so action movie. I mean, it's got Bruce Willis, Mary Louise Parker, um, Carl Urban, who else? Morgan Freeman, John Malkovich. I mean, it's not Marmaduke. <laughs> what is Brian? What is? Uh, have any of us seen Marmaduke though? No. That's the no. thing. Okay, so we can't really compare it to Marmaduke. Yeah, watch Marmaduke. Marmaduke's the sleeper, just like Paddington Two was, like a year or two ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Um, I have a couple more. Just in two. So this is in 2010. Red came out. I should probably be announcing the years. Um, 2011 starts out with the Green Hornet. This was the Seth. Uh, what's his Seth name? Rogen. Seth, Seth Rogen. Rogen. Uh, movie that had uh, Jay Chow as Cato. I, Cameron Diaz was in this. I, Christopher Waltz was in this. I didn't see it. David Harbour was in this before he was on Stranger Things, guys. Yeah. David Harbour, he had a career before move, that show. Um, One of the Edward worst James dates almost. I've ever got on the Screen Hornet. Oh. So we got a lot of really good comic book memories in this, <laughs> this episode. I know, we're getting a lot of insight into like my love life. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Turns out it's based largely around comic book movies. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I never saw this. I didn't hear good things about it. I just remember thinking, I can't believe that, that they're making this with this cast. It's, it's bizarre. Yeah. Um, uh, 2011 also had Thor, the first Thor movie, which I remember enjoying quite a bit. Um, I think the first Thor is the best Thor movie. Fight me. Okay. I will, yeah. Yeah. Um, X-Men First Class came out in 2011. This is the Michael Fassbender Magneto with Jennifer Lawrence as Mystique and James McAvoy as Professor X. Um, I remember really liking this. I remember this was the first X-Men movie after Wolverine Origins. <laughs> yeah. X-Men Origins Wolverine. But, I mean, thinking if in terms of, like, the major chronology of the X-Men, I remember really, really enjoying this movie. And I think it still holds up as a pretty solid X-Film. Uh, yeah. Despite Kevin Bacon as Sebastian Shaw. It's a really weird storyline with the villains, but um, the cast is amazing. And it was directed by Matthew. Darwin. It was directed by Matthew Vaughn, who also directed Kick-Ass and later would direct Kingsman. And True. I thought he did a really good job uh, with that film. I love the way that it's shot. I think it's really good. I don't know if you had more to say on that, Brian. Oh, I'm just I'm just mad about Darwin being killed off because that's supposed oh, yeah. to be impossible. He's not dead. He's just energy. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here, Renee. Um, so in 2011 as well, we had the infamous, notorious Green Lantern film starring Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, two bad movies in a row. <laughs> As far as comic books are concerned, because I think at the time he was doing pretty good stuff. It just so happened that he did two really bad comic book movies. Um, I don't have anything to say about this movie. I saw it once, and I asked myself why I sat through the whole thing. What about Taika Waititi in this movie? It's It, it does not make up for the fact that this movie is bad. <laughs> I never even saw this one, so it's, I can't it's okay. comment. It's not good. It was written yeah, so, by Mark Guggenheim. Yeah, I, we're gonna move on, and we're gonna talk about a better movie. We don't have Captain time. America: The First Avenger came out in 2011 because Marvel was starting to start to turn them out. And I remember being super hyped for this movie, despite not knowing a lot about Captain America, but having read some Cap comics, um, being really interested to see what was happening. And to this day, I still think the ending of this movie is one of the best Marvel endings that they've had. Yeah, I think I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cowboys and Aliens also came out in 2011. This has Daniel Craig in it, and no, I did not see it, because what the fuck is Cowboys and Aliens? 
I don't even know what comic book this is based I mean, on. It, All it, I know it's based off of Cowboys and Aliens. Yeah, okay. it, it kind of does what it says on the tin. You know, it's got cowboys, yeah. it's got aliens. So like an like a good manga, it describes exactly what you're getting yeah. in the title. Good. <laughs> don't um, I don't I don't know about that. That right, I I know Renee it was a joke from earlier. Um, oh, that you I had made earlier from the when the listeners half. were it a part of. <laughs> yeah, the, the, remember earlier when I made that joke about, about manga the, about being the, good the pirate radio yeah. thing. Yes, exactly. Uh, moving on, we're going to talk about <laughs> Conan the Barbarian that came out in 2011. I didn't know that this came out, and I didn't know that Jason Momoa was in it. This is <laughs> a yeah. huge surprise to me. <laughs> News to me as well. My brother watched this movie, and I saw like five minutes of it, and I went back to, I think I went back to my house, because I was like, nope, I'm not going to stay over for this. I mean... The if you look at the the poster for this movie, it looks in fucking sane. But like, I don't think I would ever go see this in theaters, and I have a feeling that's why no one heard of it because Conan's a cool character. But like, how much do we need just some dudes hacking and slashing against monsters? Oh, I don't know. This we was also like the height of three D. True. Oh, yeah, because it's in 3D. It's what it says on the poster. Yeah. <laughs> My brother really liked this movie, but I also think he only watched it, like, once. So, I mean, I don't really know how to take that. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, man, we, we are, we are like, 15 minutes in. We've got another eight years to get through, guys. Um, <clears throat> to end up to, to end 2011, Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. I know I saw this, but I literally remember nothing about it. <laughs> I know that Nick Cage is in it, and that's it. I watched this movie in theaters with our friends uh, Kevin and Chase, and honestly, mm-hmm. their reactions to this movie was the thing I remember the most about it. Yeah. It's not a great film, from what I remember. Um, let's see. 2012 started with a movie called John Dies at the End. I'm just going to tell everyone to not watch this movie. Period. It has an interesting idea, and then it flops so hard at the end that I literally was like screaming watching this movie with how bad it ended i feel the comic ended in the same way and it probably delivered well this movie does not and i was so frustrated i don't even know if this was a comic because it was a it was a book it was a novel but i don't know if it ever actually got made into a comic book hmm someone lied to me this list that i have lied um we will confirm that i don't know maybe this is just yeah it's a it's it's is there a comic there's a volume one by David Wong that's out there. Yeah, that's the author of the novel. Oh, snap. Well, maybe this was just the book. Never mind. Ignore this. Don't read the book either. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or in high school, host club. I don't know what this is, but all the people that I work with love this series. I don't know why. I don't know anything about it other than it's about a host club in high school. It's a, um, it's a, the anime is huge. The manga is really yeah. big. Um, yeah. I haven't read it. I just know that everybody loves it. I know basically what it's about. It's like about a girl that goes to a like fancy prep school and she disguises herself as a boy. I don't remember the reason. It might be an all boys school, but she joins the host club and all the members are weird. Okay. I um, think I again, I don't know. So if I'm wrong, tell me. Uh Let us know. Yeah. Let us know what Orin High School Host Club is all about. Um speaking of of manga that I barely know anything about, uh Space Brothers came out. I read the first volume of it, or at least I tried to. I could not get into it at all. Uh I think that the the movie or the 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 manga is about one of these brothers or both of the brothers, they want to go to space, they want to be astronauts, and that's like their dream and so we get like flashbacks of them trying to become astronauts. I, I don't remember what it's about, but they made a movie about it. It's apparently popular. 
Um, 2012 also had the Avengers because we got the first three out. We got a, Iron Man, we got Thor, we got Captain America, so Avengers came out. Also Incredible and, Hulk. Um, oh, well, that doesn't count, though. But they showed um, it in the lead-up to Avengers, and it's there's a joke in the movie where uh, Bruce Banner says, the last time I was in New York, I broke Queens, which happened in The Incredible Hulk. Well, Incredible Hulk came out in 2008. We're not counting it. Oh. So, um... Yeah, I don't know. I don't have anything else to say. Avengers is 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 good. It's all right. It's good. Yeah. You know, um, Men in Black three came out. I wrote it only as Men in Black. Um, Agent J traveled back in time. Do you guys remember this movie? Because what? I never saw it. Yeah, what's uh, the point? Possibly my favorite villain of any of the Men in Black films, though. Okay, because that was uh, Jermaine Clement. I think was the villain in that one. Okay, I don't remember much other than josh brolin oh yeah jermaine yeah yeah jermaine clement yeah yeah he plays boris the animal in that yeah yeah yeah. yeah. real fun stuff um let's see the amazing spider-man came out i don't have anything to say about that this i like it the andrew garfield movie yeah i i actually really liked that one mm-hmm. uh the franchise took a huge shit in the second one but we'll get to that mm-hmm. we'll get to that um the dark knight rises came out and all i want to say is the fire rises um, that's it. I just watched this movie like earlier or late last year. Um, yeah. My old Bane. neighbor is in that movie. He, him and his mom are in the front row at the, uh, football game. Okay. Um, Iron Man three came out in 2013 and all I want to say is womp womp because that movie was bad. Um, the enemy was bad. Um, the, the whole twist at the end with Gwyneth Paltrow's character was bad. Um, I didn't like it, uh, and it was bad. That's all. That's how I feel it about was, it. It was a collection of interesting ideas executed very poorly. Yes, that's yes, that's exactly it. it. Was a Shane Black movie starring Iron Man without really knowing a whole lot about Iron Man is how I felt. But it's okay. <laughs> he read the one. He read the one graphic novel, and then that was it. Like possibly, but at the same time, like Shane Black has made other better films, so I'm all right with it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, let's see. Man of Steel came out in 2013. Coolest, coolest soundtrack, maybe coolest theme. I really like the Superman theme How from that movie. How dare but you? That's coolest it. theme. Listen, li- hey man, the original Superman theme is good, but I really liked Hans Zimmer's like new theme. I good. thought that was a good. It is good iconic, thing. sir. Okay, yeah. I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna argue with it, but I just really like what Hans Zimmer did. I thought it had the coolest drum thing. It gets stuck in your head. I listened to that song like on repeat for a while. It's really good. Uh, the Wolverine came out in 2013. Again, I couldn't remember what these movies were about because they're so fucking weird and bad. Yeah, um, this was the one with uh, the Silver Samurai. Oh yeah, where he go? Yeah, <sighs> I felt robbed. I felt robbed because I was like, "Yeah, Silver Samurai," and then it was, "Oh, Mike, please leave it in." <laughs> I, I I don't know. Uh, so <laughs> nothing else to say. He has um, written in the notes. Uh, this is the one with Deadpool in it. Oh yeah, I'm not going to so delete my like, notes because I could genuinely that. couldn't remember. Uh, let's see, R.I.P.D. came out in 2013. I was very disappointed by this movie. It had a really cool premise of when you die, you could potentially become like a ghost cop, and then you have to stop bad ghosts. I, it seems like a ridiculous idea. I think it's kind of cool, but the movie was kind of blah. This is another Ryan Reynolds movie that did not do well. I think yeah. we, I think I saw this movie with you, Mike. <laughs> realized that ryan reynolds is in this movie too oh brother it's a, it's kind of amazing that he kept getting put into comic movies 
Well, the thing is, I don't think that his acting is bad. I think that the movies are bad, yeah. and he happens to star in them. <laughs> I mean, I just, I'm just sensing a theme here, um, which is why it's a miracle that Deadpool did as well as it did. 2013 was also an unnecessary sequel year that featured Red 2. This has more Bruce Willis, more John Malkovich, more Mary Louise Parker, Helen Mirren. Anthony Hopkins is in this one. Um, Catherine Zeta-Jones. I feel like this was like an Ocean's Eleven, but for comic book based action movie but i don't know i didn't really like this one either i felt it's, it was contrived yeah it's the avengers for old white folk yeah kind of anyways snowpiercer also came out this year um i i don't remember what the story is but uh bong joon ho who was the director got into like an argument with harvey weinstein about not including something like a fish in a scene and so bong hoon joe lied to harvey weinstein say oh my my father was a fisherman and uh you know i wanted to include this as like a, a send-off to him and harvey weinstein says, oh okay that's fine uh went off and jerked off into a plan or whatever his thing was and um it turns out that Bong, women, mostly. No, that was thing. the, yeah, that was the thing. Um, and it turns out that uh, Bong Joon Ho's father wasn't a fisherman. He just wanted to tell Harvey Weinstein to fuck off, um, but in a nice way because you know he was the producer. Yeah. Anyway, Snowpiercer was an interesting film. Um, I watched it without subtitles and didn't understand the ending because I didn't know what anyone was saying. So, how now, did you guys wasn't feel about it this movie in English? Well, it was it was in English, but there was like a moment where people were speaking in another language mm. at some point, and my movie just didn't have subtitles, and I don't know why. I know why. So I just didn't get the end. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, 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 I don't know. I didn't care for it. I, have, I think yeah. it was a cool story, but it wasn't a very fun movie to watch, ultimately, and I kind of like to watch fun movies. It's, yeah. it's on my list of movies to watch, but... Um, I just haven't gotten around. I haven't gotten around to any of the movies on my to watch list because I can't watch movies without somebody coming in and just making a lot of noise. So mm. I don't know if I'll ever see this movie, but I want to. I'm sorry, Renee. It's okay. Two Guns also came out in 2013. If I remember correctly, this had a lot of really fun action that ended with a potential sequel that to me feels unnecessary, which would ultimately be called Three Guns. Yeah, of course. Of course. See, I watched this movie with you, Mike, at uh, the apartment, yeah. and I I actually I remember like thinking that it was gonna suck, and then I was actually mm-hmm. I really liked it. And I actually I put it on for my brother like last year, and he also he had the same thought. He was like, "Oh, this movie's gonna blow," and then he actually really liked it. Yeah, I mean Denzel Washington, Mark Wahlberg as the leading actors. Um, Edward James Olmos is in there. Bill Paxton, I'm pretty sure, plays a bad guy. James Marston's in that movie. Uh, it's a, it's a wild run, uh, and I feel like it's a better movie than a comic. Um, in some ways, I, I I remember skimming the comic and not being into it, but I really like the movie. Doesn't the um, isn't like Two Guns like one of the like closest adaptations that's like correct to like the comic? Like they took lines from the comic into the movie. Oh, I'm sure they did. I I don't recall. I don't recall. Um, let's see. Kick-Ass 2 also came out. I said this was an unnecessary sequel. There was also an unnecessary sequel comic. There was also another unnecessary sequel comic called Hit Girl. And uh, I'm not a big fan of Mark Miller's work after uh, a while. Um, the Kick-Ass series to me feels like market or banking on something that I don't feel has the actual legs to run. But that's that's just me. Hot takes uh, today it's, from it's Mike all, Rappin. It's, it's all based on the like extremism angle. Yeah. yeah, it's they're saying bad words and doing awful things. Yeah, and that means it's art? Question mark. <laughs> Sorry, I blacked out for a second. What are we talking about? 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Thor the Dark World 2013. <laughs> yeah, Thor the Dark World also came out in 2013. We got an Infinity Gem or Stone or whatever out of this. This was the I, worst Thor movie. <laughs> yeah, this was the worst Thor movie because elves with laser beams. Yeah, with laser guns, I should say. I'll agree to uh, that. Yeah, uh, let's see. Moving on, Old Boy came out. This is the U.S. remake of the Korean film of the same name based on a manga of the same name. I love the original to death. I think that the original has a better delivery on the twist and the insanity of the story. I just want to say something really quick. And this is a full spoiler for the movie. And, you know, I'll wait, actually. Brian and Renee, did you guys see this movie at all? I have seen parts of it, but I know all about it because of Xander. Okay, so I watched the U.S. remake because I really liked the original. I wanted to see what Josh Brolin and Elizabeth Olsen could do with this movie, and I just want you guys to take note that Josh Brolin, a.k.a. Thanos, and Elizabeth Olsen, a.k.a. Scarlet Witch, are in this movie. And the whole twist of this movie, big, huge, fat spoilers, it will ruin this movie if you listen beyond this point. Um, the whole premise of this book is, or this, this story, is that Josh Brolin's character doesn't actually know who Elizabeth Olsen's character is throughout the whole movie until the very end but the whole the joke to me thinks i i think is holy shit brolin's character doesn't know who elizabeth olsen is and in avengers elizabeth olsen yells <laughs> yells at him and says you took everything from me and he says i don't even know who you are and i think that's the best joke that the russo brothers ever gave us it's way funnier to me in my head than it is saying out loud so moving on i frankenstein came out in 2014 i didn't see this Brian, you did. That's yep. bad. That's real bad. <laughs> Actually, I'm, I'm reading the, the storyline like recap on IMDb right now, just so I can remember what the hell happened. And in here's this movie. the thing. Brian, you saw this movie in theaters? Yeah. I, st- right. I, I mentioned this before, but I said, I don't understand how you could watch the trailer for that and think, yeah, I will pay theater prices for this movie. I don't understand. We'll get to it. I got I I rented it and was like expecting it to be as bad as it was, and then it was worse Listen, near the end. We all make mistakes in life. It's okay. <laughs> all right, <laughs> Brian. What was this movie even about? Since you're reading the synopsis, uh, so it picks up after after Frankenstein, the doctor's death, the monster buries him in the funeral, and then is attacked okay. by demons. Uh, but then he he he's saved by gargoyles, and it turns out that that the gargoyles and the demons are at war. And then um, okay. he has to help them fight the war. And there's something about Frankenstein's journal. Okay. I uh, remember all the hints for this in the original Frankenstein book, yeah. And his name's yeah, yeah. Adam. <laughs> yeah, they name him Adam because, of course, every created male character has to be named Adam at some point. Right. Yeah. And who's, who's yep. the actor? He's uh, he's the guy that plays um, from The Dark Knight. Um, Aaron Eckert. Aaron Eckert. Yeah, Aaron Eckert. The I just put, also... put a screenshot of the plot keywords into our notes doc. <laughs> okay. Elizabeth Frankenstein character, gargoyle versus demon, bladed weapon, long-haired male, winged humanoid. There's 183 other keywords. Great. Moving on, we're going to talk about, well, we're not going to talk about 300 Rise of an Empire because I don't know if any of us saw that. It's an unnecessary sequel as far as I'm concerned. I don't know if anyone saw that. I saw the yeah. first 10 minutes and went, no, thank you. Yeah, I, I feel like I watched this, but I have no recollection of this. So we're going to move on to Captain America Winter Soldier, which also came out in 2014. All I have to say about this is yes, mm-hmm. because yes. Loved it. Yeah. The Amazing Spider-Man 2, a.k.a. someone pooped and made a Spider-Man movie. What is happening? There were a couple good Spider-Man moments, but uh, for the majority of it, it was very um, confusing. Yes. 
Uh, X-Men Days of Future Past came out in 2014 as well, and I want to say, all things considered, not a bad X-Men film. Could have been a lot worse. That is the perfect way to describe that movie. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's the best X-Men film. I would say pretty good like all things considered really all given all of the weird mix mash and garbage of things that they were trying to throw together it actually worked out pretty well and it was it it made uh x3 no longer part of the x-men canon so (laughs) they got to they they somehow managed to make an in-story thing get rid of another movie and i have to compliment fox for at least trying to do that or whoever thought that out um Guardians of the Galaxy also came out in 2014, and I just want to say, insert the opening scene of this movie with that song. It's really fun. Um, even if yeah. Chris Pratt is a weirdly religious guy, that movie is still a hell of a lot of fun. It's, I'm a weirdly it's, it's, religious guy. I'm kind of fun. Yeah, yeah but right. he's expressly part of like a church that hates gay people and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's all right, I'm not that weird. Yeah. Uh, or I, wrong. I, <laughs> I spent the year and a half leading up to Guardians of the Galaxy being like, pissed off like i can't believe they're making a movie with like a fucking talking raccoon with a gun and his best (laughs) friend is a tree and then i watched it and i loved this movie (laughs) exactly exactly i think this this movie is wholeheartedly a very good time for not only as a movie but as a comic book movie it works on a lot of levels um for that reason there's a sci-fi movie or whatever um yeah moving on hercules 2014 came out this had the rock in it i have nothing to say about it other than it came out same yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This is the Michael Bay movie. Came out in 2014. This movie's kind of gross. It's kind of gross. I refuse to watch it to this day. Yeah, that's fine. We're gonna also talk about another unnecessary sequel called Sin City: A Dame to Kill For. Out in 2014. The first one was all we needed, guys. Quite honestly, that one wasn't. That was, was more was than I needed. needed. Yeah, exactly. We didn't need more Sin City in our lives, mm-hmm. but yet they made it. We didn't need the know. spirit either. yep uh 2014 was also friendly with a movie called kingsman the secret service and i think that quite honestly this was another one of those better movie than the comic even if dave gibbons drew the original comic i like this movie a lot i think it's a cool spy action film this is a this is a great movie that i turn off five minutes for the ending (laughs) because it ends with a joke about butt stuff and yeah, it comes so out of fucking left field, and it's so gross, and I just I hate it. It is pretty yeah. weird. It's pretty unfortunate because the the movie I think does have a does a lot of really good fun stuff up until that point. Yeah. Also yeah. directed by Matthew Vaughn. Yeah, Matthew Vaughn. Um, so I put this movie on the list because I didn't click the IMDb link. I just said I just saw it was called Wonder Woman, and I said, "Are you kidding me? Wonder Woman came out in 2014. There's no way." And it turns out this might be some like weird fan made softcore porn movie. I don't know. Um, I'll let you decide, folks out there. The link will be in our show notes for the Patreon folks, so let me know. We're going to get flagged uh, assa- for you putting that hyperlink in. <laughs> yeah, uh, Assassination Classroom came out. This is the live-action um, adaptation of the manga. I love the manga. I haven't seen this movie, but I hear good things. I wonder how the giant yellow-headed thing works in, uh, in the movie. It's, it's all CG, yeah. and it is creepy. If you've ever oh. watched any of the Japanese Pokemon movies that they made before Detective Pikachu, it's just kind of like that. Yeah, it's terrifying, and it will haunt you in your dreams. But I mean, but it's, it, it's, it, but that works. That works for the character, though. <laughs> like that's his intention, I think. Yeah, I didn't want to watch it just because there's a couple things in the manga that I was like, I don't really need to see how that is in live action. Yeah, I got you. Uh, but the anime is uh, really good. Uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron came out in 2015. Um, yeah. All I have to say about this is Robert California's "I'm the fucking Lizard King" 
from the office to me which i think is very funny i i have no idea what that means no earthly idea <laughs> it's okay <laughs> See, and we were talking about this earlier because i was like i'm pretty sure jim morrison from the doors called himself the lizard king or maybe that's sure. a thing uh but all i'll have to say about age of ultron is what a waste of james spader yeah all i have to say about age of ultron is that i don't think it deserves all the flack it gets i don't think it's okay. very good but I also think that it's a, I don't know, it's a fun, like, brainless, cheesy action movie. I don't think yeah. it's the worst Avengers film. That is what What's I'll the say. worst Avengers film? I think um, Endgame is the worst Avengers film. Oh, my God. But that's just be, that's, oh. but that's because, here's yeah, the thing. Everybody say goodbye to Renee, everybody. This is the only yeah, thing yeah. is because it don't, I don't think Endgame has as much rewatchability as any of the other films. Right, wait, it's a three-hour we'll, we'll long get to movie. It. Endgame is on our list. We'll get there. We've got so many more movies to get through. Age of Ultron, it happened. Um, I agree, Brian. I don't think it deserves as much flack as it as it gets. Um, that being said, I think coming off of the 2012 Avengers, people expected a little bit more. I think that's the only problem. Um, Ant-Man also came out in 2015. Really? I don't have any anything to really say about this. It was a it was okay movie. Uh, it was partially written by Edgar Wright, and he was set to direct it, and then they took him off of it. But... Uh... Mm-hmm. I really like Ant-Man, actually. All right. Uh, Attack on Titan, the live-action film, came out. I didn't see this, but, Renee, I think you said you did? Um, I saw I saw a little bit of it, and then I was like, you know, I don't have to waste these two hours. I could do something productive. <laughs> I see. I see. How are the, how um, are the Titan effects? You remember how we were just talking about... Yeah, okay. Wait, actually... <laughs> <laughs> Ashley Birch is in the, uh, the English voice cast, though. Interesting. Uh, well, 2015 was also a year for the Fantastic Four reboot, a.k.a. Fantastic, but with the number four somewhere in the title. I don't remember where. This is just what I call a gritty reboot gone wrong. I think there was some... Honestly, there was some promise for this movie. I thought the cast looked pretty good. I thought they had some really interesting ideas, but it just ultimately is a bad movie. That's it. I can't say anything else about it. Um, Bakuman came out in 2015, uh, the live action movie adaptation of the manga that I love to death. I haven't seen it, but I, now I have to, I'm very excited. I love Bakuman. I knew it was a thing. I just didn't want to see it. Um, I also didn't finish the anime, but I have read the series so many times and I'm okay with just that. Yeah. Uh, I am a hero also came out in 2015. This is like the zombie apocalypse comic about a manga creator who has to basically survive a zombie apocalypse i haven't read this but i've heard really good things about the manga i heard i've seen some really cool clips from this movie i think i might have to check it out because i hear it's good uh 2016 started with deadpool i i feel like other movies came out in 2016 that were superhero based but it's the first one on our list is deadpool uh ryan reynolds finally finally gets to star in a superhero movie that isn't that bad i actually really like the original deadpool so um yeah brian renee did you guys i'm assuming you guys saw this as well oh, yeah it's yeah. fun yeah it's good it's fun it's fun it's stuff good. I like uh, it. you know what's you know what's not fun batman versus superman, batman versus superman. <laughs> <laughs> the next movie on our list um all i have to say about this is martha <laughs> that's it you guys have any thoughts on this movie uh what a waste of Jesse Eisenberg. Ooh, I'll agree with that. Because I yeah. think that he could have done that role. He could have been a good Lex Luthor. 
but this movie did not have a good Lex Luthor. I yeah. I have a small anecdote. My brother has not seen this movie, but it's not for lack of trying. He went and saw it in theaters, and he fell asleep, and then woke up after Superman's death. And then I bought this movie just because I buy the, all superhero films um, that have come out, or all the Marvel ones at least, mm-hmm. and DC, I guess, because that's what this is. Anyways, my brother put it on. He fell asleep at the same part and then woke up at the same part three separate times within a week. <laughs> How? I mean, the movie's very long. I guess I can understand But the that. same part. Same time. He's like, I only remember this. I don't have anything else. And every time I wake up, Superman's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Um, moving on, 2016 was also home to Chihayafuru, which is part one and there's three parts in this that we'll skip over the other ones i haven't seen this movie but i read the first volume of the manga and it's incredibly cute it's a very cute wholesome manga i imagine that the movie is probably the same Uh, i don't think i'll be able to stand the movie but the manga is very good uh assassination classroom the graduation came out in 2016 which i'm guessing is a sequel to the the previous one um i don't have any other thoughts about this have to watch it sometime uh captain america civil war this is another just yes movie I really like Civil War. I thought it had like a really fucking cool fight scene. <laughs> and that sold the movie for me. Yeah, it yeah. was fun. Uh, I don't like it. It's actually my least favorite Marvel Marvel film. In less than a minute, explain why. I just it, I just don't like it. It's Okay. It's not entertaining to me. I find it more annoying. I think it's because and the, I normally try not to do this. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's a waste of Baron Zemo and it's a waste of the Civil War storyline. You I think they that. could have they could have made a better Civil War movie, but they won't because they made this one. Is kind I think of I think they could have made a better Captain America movie. Really, and mm-hmm. that they I, didn't. I feel, I, I feel like it was more of an Avengers movie, and I don't really that's like that. It was yeah. a Captain America movie, and I would have rather this been an Avengers one. And I don't think that they had. And also, I just don't think that they should have tackled Civil War. They could have done the rest of the thing without including the Accords and whatnot. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I can. I, I will say, like, I really like this movie. I do agree that it is a waste of the Civil War storyline. I feel like Baron Zemo is a really hard character to do without introducing pure Nazism. <laughs> like, and I feel like Disney's but trying to steer he's not away a, he's from not that a, a little hero, bit. And they already did Nazis in in the first movie, yeah. right? And I, but sort of, yeah. I they rebranded ugh, they, them, so it's fine. They says yeah, in the I, first movie, "Do you want to kill Nazis?" I, I, right. I'm just saying, I'm just throwing I'm, it out. All there. I'm saying, I guess what I'm throwing into this is, I feel like they didn't want Captain America's only villains to be Nazis. <laughs> You know, um, man, it's part of the times, man. <laughs> well, now it. Yeah. Also, I have to. Ooh, I brother. have to say, I, I looked. I wrote down a list of the Marvel movies of of the way that I enjoy them, and I was wrong. Age of Ultron is the worst Avengers movie to me. I have Captain America: Civil War underneath it because I consider okay. it an Avengers movie. So that was probably why okay. I was thinking that. Okay, but yeah. Uh, moving on, Chihaya Furu Part 2 came out the same year. Uh, X-Men Apocalypse 2016. Uh. I, all I have is sigh in my notes because... Why? Blue Oscar Isaac. Blue Oscar Isaac, indeed. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows came out in 2016. I haven't seen this, but I hear that they kind of backpedal on a bunch of the weird stuff that happens in the first one, and they actually make a pretty good Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, but I haven't seen it yet. I know that Bebop and Rocksteady are in it. I like that. 
but I haven't seen this yet. I just like the names Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah, you should. It's pretty cool names. Um, 2016 was also the year of Suicide Squad. Cool trailer, bad movie. Uh, Oscar award-winning Suicide Squad. Oh, for soundtrack. Get the no, fuck out no, of here. No, no, no. It was for makeup, sir. It was for makeup. <laughs> and it was, you know, just that Harley Quinn makeup, guys. It was uh, for Killer Croc, I believe. <laughs> that is, yeah, Killer Croc. Uh, yeah. Some of the worst film editing I've ever seen. To the point where it's bad enough that I noticed. And I almost yeah. never notice stuff like the editing in movies. I don't know. Have you seen Bohemian Rhapsody? No. Oh, man. The editing in that is so... Uh... Yeah. I agree. Uh, like I said, cool trailer, bad movie. Um, I'm really, I'm really excited for this Harley Quinn movie for some reason. Despite, despite Suicide Squad, I'll just say that. Um, I'm not, but we can get into it later. Yeah, that's another. That's a whole other episode. Um, Doctor Strange also came out in 2016, and in my notes, I wrote Bender Quick Thunder Patch, and someone wrote Bumble Dick Cabbage Patch. That was me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Doctor Strange, I think, is a cool movie. I don't have much more to say than that. I kind of yeah. really just want to see the next one. I really want to see this madness of the multiverse. Fuck yeah. Like, what a cool title. Yeah, Doctor Strange looks cool, but it's kind of an empty movie. Yeah, I, it gets us. It gets a plot across to include him in the MCU, but I don't think it's a, it's a strong film. Um, Officer Down came out in 2016. I don't know anything about this movie. Uh, all I know is that Joe Kelly, who wrote some of the some other books that I like, um, also wrote this. He wrote I Kill Giants. He wrote um, uh, Sex, which is an interesting movie, an interesting comic. Uh, he also wrote this comic, Officer Down. I don't know what it's about, but I hear it's good. Um, Wilson came out in 2017. This is based on a Daniel Klaus book starring Woody Harrelson. Don't know what this is about, but it's gonna be fucking weird because it's based on some weird indie book. Um, that's a I, I'm, I don't mean to say it like that, but uh, yeah, the, the, even just the the cover to this or the poster for this looks odd. It's two men standing in a urinal um, side by side, um, and one guy's clearly talking to the other. And if you've ever used a urinal before, you know that that's the most awkward thing you can do in a bathroom. That's a it's a crime, is what it is. It's, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Logan came out in 2017, and all I have to say is, fuck you, this is a good comic book movie. Hottest take ever on I Read Comic Books, I think. <laughs> you mean universally beloved Logan was a good comic book movie? What are you talking about? So many people do not like this movie, Brian. <laughs> Everybody I know liked it. Have you guys I seen know, the noir version? Oh, the one in black and white? Yeah. I have not, but I hear it's good. I mean, it's the same movie. It's just in black and white. Yeah, I hear it's but good. But it is good. I hear it's, it's good. good. It's like the Mad Max in black and white kind of thing. It's really I cool. I still haven't Logan, seen that movie, but I want to. Logan is another one of those movies that I saw in theaters, I thought was good, and I never watched it after that. Like, I have gotcha. no desire to ever see it again. It's a, it's, a, it's a big movie to sit down and watch. I will say that. I think it's pretty long, too. Um, but it's it's a lot to take it's in. It's not terribly <laughs> exciting, is I think the problem. And ultimately, I'm <laughs> okay. just looking for, like, whatever will keep my ADHD brain focused for an hour and a half is, is the I movie see. I'm drawn to. It's two hours and 21 minutes. It's decently yeah. long. Yeah. Speaking of movies that will keep your attention grabbed, uh, Atomic Blonde came out in 2017, and I just want to say it's really? pretty cool if you ask me. It's a pretty cool movie. I thought it was more recent than that. Yeah, me too. Huh. Yeah. This was the movie where I became briefly obsessed with like the uh, 1980s cold war berlin aesthetic <laughs> very prevalent in this book for sure or in this movie i should say uh ghost in the shell came out in 2017 and all i did was just slam my hand on the keyboard as notes 
That's it. Nothing else to say. We're just going to move on because the original anime is better. We couldn't talk uh, Guardi- about it without taking too long. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 came out in 2017. It was pretty cool. Yondu got a really cool moment. That was probably like, I didn't think that my heart was going to be clenched in this movie. And I felt like I had some feelings. Yeah, I didn't really care for it. It's all right. Oh, all right. All right. Interesting. So it's a very middle um, of the road movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. Like, I didn't I hate agree. it, but... I agree. Uh, My Friend Dahmer came out in 2017. The comic for this is great. The movie is weird. Don't watch it. I'll just say that. Um, It didn't... I understand why they made it into a movie, but it feels like a Gus Van Zandt movie where you kind of don't know why you're watching it, but you can't stop watching it. And then when you end the movie, you go, what was that actually about? The comic does such a good job of describing what's happening. There's so much narration and so much exposition that's required to understand a lot of the scenes in the comic. It just does not get translated at all to the movie. So don't watch this. And if you did like this movie, I'd really like to hear why um, and what you got out of it. I just really like that burn on Gus Van Sant. <laughs> <I, yeah. laughs> um, Blade of the Immortal came out. I don't know what this is, but I know <sighs> that... That the comic's really good. Oh, I want to see this movie. They just came out with a brand new anime for Blade of the Immortal, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. I have wanted to see this movie for uh, since I saw the trailer, I think, in late 2016 or early 2017. Okay. All right. Yeah, we are in the 2017s now. I realize there's quite a few movies that came out in 2017, at least the ones that I picked out of our list, because Wonder Woman also came out. All I have to say is, yep, because... Yep, this movie's good. Yes, I really like yeah. Woman. I really liked it, except for at the the very end after they yep. defeat Ares, and then suddenly it's like, oh, World War Two was just this, or World War One was just this one guy. <laughs> yeah, I um I don't think about the last twenty five minutes of the movie. I only think about the part that's important, which is everything before the end. <laughs> yeah, Wonder Woman and her, uh, and her found family. Exactly. Across Germany. Let's see. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming also came out in 2017. Little Boy Spidey finally getting his own movie. Um, Michael Keaton gets to reprise his role as the Birdman. Um, <laughs> I really, really like this movie a fucking lot. I'll just say that. I think yeah. they picked the best actor that they could have for uh, Spider-Man. And yeah. Yeah. And they, they made say. the vulture threatening. Which yeah. <laughs> I never thought would be possible. Yes. Right. Again, Cassie Michael Keaton, I think, was the best choice they could have made. Because what a guy. What an actor to play such a strange villain. And yet, it super worked. Uh, Jojo Bizarre, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Diamond is Unbreakable, Chapter 1 came out in 2017. I only put this on here for Renee. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yep. This is good. Have you seen this? Um... I've seen it. Um, it's interesting. Um, I don't think I don't have as big a problem of the uh, the animated stands as other people seem to have. I think that it looks fine. It's not the worst, you know, digital effects that we've seen. The guy that plays mm-hmm. uh, Jotaro Kujo, I don't remember who it is. I'm not going to look it up because I just can't. But he does a superb job of bringing that swagger that Jotaro is known for throughout the series. And that that actor just brings it hard. Yusuke Isaya, yeah, interesting, interesting move or anime to choose or manga to choose to do a yeah. live action for because what a, what a unique brand of styling in this series. And it's it's part four, 
of the series, like of JoJo's Bizarre right. Adventure. It's part four, so there's a lot that's already happened. And then this was also the huge tone shift that uh, the writer for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, um, Hirohiko Araki, he did a huge tone shift for this series. And it's uh, probably my favorite part of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure other than Jojolian, which is the current one, part eight. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. But still, like, just they were like, eh, first live action, let's do Diamond is Unbreakable. So I thought it was a bold choice, but I don't think it's terrible. Um, if you haven't read or watched the anime, I wouldn't say watch this movie. I would say maybe because you're not going to know what you're getting into. Oh, sure. All. Oh, sure. So I would say get into the other stuff first and then just enjoy it as what it is. Yeah, see, Japan gives no fucks about making sure people are, like, caught up to speed when they make stuff like this. I love it. Um, Tokyo Ghoul came out in 2017. I don't know anything about the comic, but Ma- Renee, I know you've recommended it plenty on the show. So I put this one on the list for you as well. He's good, <laughs> and thank you. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I actually really wanted to see this movie. I, I remember when I first saw the trailer for it, and I was like, oh, Tingles, I really want to see it, and I just haven't gotten around to it. Um, it's on Renee's forever list of movies. Yeah. We will one day get you a place to watch these movies. I promise. <laughs> I'll, I'll a farm upstate with movies. Yeah. And I just, yes. I just need, I just need to move into an apartment by myself, and that's yeah. Financially speaking, yeah. I'm just not there yet. But once, uh, once there. I am, once I am, oh, all these movies yeah. will be watched, and I will live stream it on my Twitter. I, Great. I probably not because uh, I I don't like typing while I'm watching movies. That's probably a bad. That's promise. fine because we're about to talk about something that's really bad, which is the 2017 Death Note that came out on Netflix, and I can't believe that this happened because they got Willem Dafoe and Lakeith Stanfield, and they fucked this up so bad. It just makes me angry. I mean, this didn't even need to happen. This movie didn't need to be made. It was fine. The the manga and the anime are hard enough to believe and follow as is, yet let alone compress into a single film. <sighs> what did you guys see this? Because I so watched I, that's all. twenty minutes, twenty minutes and thirty seconds, and then I hit exit out of Netflix. I said "fuck you," and then I got up and walked out of my house. I was so upset, and then I went to Barnes and Noble, where I then saw. A Death Note, the Black Edition volume up with a sticker on it that said, now a Netflix movie. And I went, how dare you? And then I was asked to leave. So, yeah. Yeah, I watched it for about 25, 30 minutes and then my power went out and that was the end of that. Good. That was a sign from the universe. I wish that had happened to me. Um, 2017 also had a movie called The Death of Stalin. I didn't know that this was based on a comic. Um, I don't know anything about it, but I know that it was a pretty popular movie, um, at least when it came out. Um, did you guys see this at all? I've seen, I've seen a little bit of this movie and it is fantastic. It's so good. Okay. That's a, that's a, see, Renee's giggle are, is that's a good enough recommendation it's, for me. It's really um, good. It's very funny. And there's a lot, there's are a couple of historical inaccuracies taken, but for the most part, the tone is very accurate. And there are a lot of little like tidbits of actual like history sprinkled in it, obviously. Gotcha. And gotcha. everyone's got a British well, accent except for Jeffrey Tambor, who's, you know, or, and uh, Steve Buscemi. Interesting. Oh, it's, Interesting it's a, cast. Oh, it's so good though. We're gonna. So we we got to keep going. We got two years left, and we've been. This is a long ass episode, guys. I Kill Giants came out in 2017. This movie breaks my heart. This comic breaks my heart. Um, any other thoughts from you guys? I haven't seen it. No. Same experience <laughs> okay. as you. Yeah, Kingsman: The Golden Circle also came out. Honestly, a promising sequel that got too into itself. I feel like this had, the, like the secret your Kingsman movies had the really high 
goals and they really wanted to do something with this series and this this sequel just fell flat word i would describe it as up its own ass yeah yeah that's a good that's a good way to describe it um aijin demi human came out this is based on a manga uh, renee have you read this uh no but i get recommended to read it a lot um yeah but no human, no that human like, has uh, has recommended it to me. Just um, websites, and I think just the internet. Yeah, just the internet is just like, hey, maybe you you should read this. And I'm like, well, most of when the internet tells me to read something, it, it generally I don't like it. So I've been staying away from it. I tried watching the Netflix anime or whatever is on there, and mm-hmm. I got like five minutes into it, and so yeah, I don't actually know anything about it. Okay, that was a long-winded way of saying no. Um, <laughs> Have you met me? Thor, I know, I know. Uh, Thor Ragnarok came out in 2017, and all I want to say is... Um, I fucking love this movie. Yeah, best Thor movie. It's really funny. It is. Full Metal Alchemist came out in 2017. I think this is the live-action adaptation of the series. Yeah, worst Thor uh, movie I, right there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's that's all we're gonna say about that. Justice League, Justice League also came out this year. Uh, garbage film, but Jason Momoa's my man is my favorite thing in the entire world. I will walk around my office at work, and everyone knows how much I love that seat or that bit in the movie. And I will just say my man to people as I walk by. I love it. Yeah, just one more entry in the the revolving door of DC movies that had a lot of promise and then sucked shit. <laughs> yeah um let's see uh speaking of movies that didn't suck shit <laughs> cool transition black, yeah cool transition black panther came out in 2018 all i want to say is i just want to watch every movie that michael b jordan is for the rest of my life i love him so much as an actor and he really made black panther like sit really well for me i loved it yeah uh chihaya furu part three also came out nothing else to say it's just on the list <laughs> avengers infinity war came out uh and you know, it's all coming together, folks. That's what this movie was. Until at the end when it's all coming apart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You said it. Deadpool 2 also came out in 2018. I didn't think this was a bad movie. I don't think it was as good as the first one, but I still had a really good time watching it. I, I assume that if you guys don't speak, I'm just speaking for you. That's what's happening. Yeah, that's 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 where I have nothing else to comment or I feel the exact same if I'm not speaking. All right, all right. Ant-Man and the Wasp came out in 2018. Um, this movie should have been called How Do We Save Ant-Man and Make Him Relevant to the Marvel Universe? Give Wasp the movie featuring Ant-Man. Um, that's what they should have called it. <laughs> but I, I enjoyed this movie more than I did the first one. What? I thought that, they, that there was a lot of chemistry between uh, Paul Rudd and... Um, and the actress whose name Evangeline I'm forgetting off Lily. the top of my head, Evangeline Lilly. Um, how could I forget she was in The Hobbit? You know, um, yeah, I, I like this movie. Michael Douglas is continuing to be Michael Douglas, but yeah. Yeah, it was I, fine. I like the first one better. I, that's all I have to say yeah. about that. 2018 was also the year of the Bleach live action film, which I can't even believe this got made. Uh, um, it's good. I like it. Okay. I, I was wondering if it was any good because I. I really still love Bleach in the bottom of my heart, um, despite how it ended. I so. I love Bleach. I will not apologize for it. I, I still really like it. Yeah, the ending wasn't great. The last arc kind of was eh. But you know what? Mm-hmm. I still love Bleach. The movie was good. The uh, actor that plays Ichigo totally sells it. Uh, the action is fantastic, and the soundtrack is bitching. 
That's awesome. I will have to I will have to find a way to see this. It's on Netflix. Um, Ven- it's a bit long. Yeah. Okay, good. Venom also came out in 2018 and all I can think of is the Eminem song that's just Venom that's that's all I can think of. Um Tom Hardy tried with a movie that was very disjointed. I don't know. I don't know, that, I don't know that he tried that hard. Mm. <laughs> I don't really Okay. I, I'm not a huge fan of Tom Hardy for whatever re- I don't know what it is. I just I just, just, I just feel bad about it. He was Bane. You're still I mean, mad at him for Dark Knight Rises. Maybe mm-hmm. it's very possible. Uh, but I didn't want to watch this movie, so I didn't. Also, it's Venom without Spider-Man, so I don't care. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard movie. It's a hard movie in general that ends with Woody Harrelson as Carnage somehow. Um, or not Carnage. Yeah, it's it's weird. I'll just it's just weird. Um, Woody 2018 Harrelson as like yeah Woody as Harrelson. Like, Cassidy. That's Cletus, Cletus Cassidy, yeah. Cletus Cassidy, yeah. If I remember correctly. If I'm wrong, I might not be. No, that's him. Yeah, that's him. So, uh, 2018, moving on, also was the home of Aquaman. I don't know. That's all. Water physics. I'd say it's another middle-of-the-road movie. It yeah, was dumb and uh, bad. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse also came out in 2018, and I just want to take a moment to recognize that this might be one of the best comic book films ever made, period. Just hands down. Yeah, hard agree. I was blown away that Chris Pine was the voice of the Spider-Man at the very beginning. (laughs) Me too. I was like, who is this? And then I was like, Chris Pine? I was like, I would watch a Chris Pine Spider-Man movie. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, they had a really good voice acting team. They had a really good everything like every fucking thing about this movie is good i don't like I what's wish that his we face had... but i but i really like this movie i don't know who what's his face is the, but the voice will... actor for uh sweatpants spider-man oh oh i hmm. that's a whole episode uh, of discussion in itself they they did release actually though the spider-man christmas album from that movie that's it's amazing. on spotify Lord. that's amazing <laughs> I really like um, that Miles spoke Spanish. I, I will say that that I really really like that. Again, I think we could do a whole episode on just this movie, and I think maybe we should. Um, so let's put that one in the back burner for now because we're going to talk <laughs> about 2019's first movie, which is Alita: Battle Angel. I promise we're almost through this list, guys. This is such a big episode. I honestly like this movie. Thought it was kind of cool. Um, and Robert Rod- Rod- Rodriguez, I think, is a good director. So like. Everything kind of worked for me with this movie, despite the weird premise. Um, I thought the the CG was really good, and I liked the like cyberpunk weird future that they had. Um, did you guys get a chance to see this? No, the eyes creep me out. I get that. I wanted like, to, see it. to watch it, but it looks so it's so like uncanny valley. I got you. I've read a couple volumes of Alita, and I really wanted to see this movie, and I just didn't get a chance to see it in theaters. And if I don't see it in theaters by myself, there's probably no guarantee that I will see it. So it's again, it's a, on a the reoccurring list. thread. Yeah, a reoccurring thread here. I got you. Um, let's see. Captain Marvel also came out in 2019 because they, you know, I feel like this is kind of a rushed movie to get out before Endgame. Um, I don't know, middle of the road for me. I'd say it's That's, middle yeah. of the road, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. <clears throat> it was fun. I liked seeing more of uh, young Nick Fury. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought um, I thought the one scene where Nirvana's just playing was really kind of like funny because I was like, right? Because mm-hmm. it's the '90s. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think I mean it's a good movie. It's uh, it what didn't what didn't blow my mind, but I I enjoyed it. 
Um, let's see. Shazam also came out in 2019. I didn't see it, but I hear it's good. And I feel like Renee's about to explode with fury because Brian also hasn't seen it. Not fury. I just, I love this movie. I think Shazam, Shazam is my favorite DC movie that they have come out with. Um, okay. I love Shazam, but I also liked the idea of, of, uh, back when he was Captain Marvel and Shazam. I read comics when I was a kid of Captain Marvel and Shazam. I love the story. And I thought they did a really good job with it. It's a lot of fun too and yeah. i also really yeah. like zachary levi and i know brian has a whole thing about the costume and honestly you get yeah, over that really quickly it's, yeah it's just like he, he he looks like he's wearing one of those halloween muscle suits you know with like I mean, the, the stuffing muscles he probably is but at the same time it's it's a really fun movie it's it's i would i highly recommend it it's really good um yeah i had it was when i went and saw it in theaters i was like i have not felt this good about a movie in a while all right um yeah so let's see we got to get through these last ones we're running super long today uh hellboy came out in 2019 i heard it wasn't good kelly said she got 30 minutes in and stopped yeah it's it's fucking garbo i don't think it's as bad Uh, as everyone says but it's not good okay uh avengers endgame came out in 2019 we're done that's it that's the end of movies for um forever right that's how we're supposed to feel kind of long (laughs) <laughs> it's a little long um kakagururi i don't know how to say this movie uh i watched the anime on netflix and if this movie is anything like the anime it's the horniest movie of all time without having anything to do with sex <laughs> that's probably oh, the best is, description for it this is this is the gambling one yeah this is where, like the, the kids are at one. gambling school yeah yeah they're at, they're at everyone's horny for gambling school that's what it's. That's what it should They're be called. They're horny for the thrill um, that gambling gives them. I just, oh, Renee, don't get me started on this. <laughs> it's so, it's so weird to watch this movie on a plane, um, or to watch this show, show on it's a plane. It's weird um, to watch or read yeah, anything having to do with that series in yeah. public. It's good. That's the problem. I really like the ideas in it, but everyone's way too horny for the thrill of gambling. Oh, my God Lord. forbid your um, headphones come out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so let's see. X-Men Dark Phoenix also came out in 2019. I have not even tried this yet. I might get drunk and on Discord and watch this and chat about it live again, like I said before. Um, it's really I hear bad. that it was just bad. Yeah. yeah. Super dumb. Um, Men in Black International came out in 2019. Um, I only want to see this because Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth have great chemistry on screen. But have you guys seen this one? No. no. Okay. Yeah, I think that was the problem at the box office as well. <laughs> um, Tokyo Ghoul S came out in 2019. It's another Tokyo Ghoul movie. Um, Spider-Man Far From Home came out in 2019. I fucking love this movie. I don't know what it is, but I love my little boy Spider-Man, and I think Jake Gyllenhaal did a great job in this film. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. All I wanted going into that movie was <clears throat> I wanted the Mysterio scene that happens in the middle of the movie with all the, the, you know, him confusing Spider-Man, not knowing what's an illusion or whatnot. That was all I wanted going in. I was like, I have no other expectation for this. That's all I want. And I got what I wanted and more. So I am just <laughs> well, good. I mean, pleased I feel as like, Spider-Man punch. I mean, yeah, dude, I feel like this, I feel the same way. I wanted Mysterio to actually confuse Spider-Man and he did that thing. And that's all I really need. Um, Joker also came out in 2019 and I haven't seen this yet. Um, and I'm really hesitant to see it in general. Did you guys see this at all? No. I don't yeah. really want to. Yeah, I know. And that's, I feel so weird about it because I've heard 
So many things. Good, bad, in between. Ugh. But that ended 2019 for us. So um, I had a list of WTF, and I guess we're not going to get to it because we are fucking way long. This is like the longest episode we've <laughs> I ever had. I just I put Polar under the WTF movies. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> Polar was also a movie that came out. Um, you know what? The, the, if you ask us about the WTF stuff on... Uh, on discord I'll, I'll send you the list uh but let's get to let's wrap this episode up with our top picks and bottom picks of 2019 let's do our um bottom picks first and then we'll do our top picks so uh renee let's start with you who was what was your bottom pick for the decade of 2009 to 2019 i would say dark knight rises i did not enjoy that movie at all i thought everyone had so much hype for it and then mm-hmm. Uh, I was also friends with a lot of film majors at the time who wouldn't shut up about sure. it for the next like four years. And I thought it was, I just didn't enjoy it at all. I halfway through the movie, I was like, aren't we done yet? <laughs> like, even uh, if I a mean, movie's it's... terrible, I can laugh about how terrible it is. I did not have, I've only sure. seen Dark Knight Rises once. And even that was too many times for me. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, I just recently watched it. It is a big, long movie. Like, it's two movies in one in a lot of ways. But uh, that's interesting. I, Brian, do you have any any response to that? No, other than, I mean, that was, that I had a similar experience. Like, I, 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 I felt no joy watching that film. I see. Interesting. Um, wow, I, I liked some parts of it, but okay. All right, interesting. Brian, what was your bot- bottom pick then? Uh, for me, it was I, Frankenstein. Uh, much like Renee was saying with Dark Knight Rises, it's I can forgive a bad movie, but what I can't forget is a boring movie. And this movie was bad in a way that I couldn't even remember. And I think that's <laughs> like the most damning thing I can say about a film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, how's that? Well, um well for me, I my bottom pick is X Men Apocalypse, because how dare you? <laughs> How dare you? They they did your babies dirty in that one. <laughs> they it's, they did every single beautiful child of mine wrong. I can't believe it. Ugh. Jeez. Uh, Renee, what was your top pick? Um, of the decade? My top pick is uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, just because I really love Edgar Wright. I love the way, like everything about how they went to creating that movie and the way that it shot. And I know that there's a couple jokes and and things that happen in the movie that don't translate well after time. But, I mean, just a lot of the subtle things like the sound effects in the background and, and just the edits, just brilliant. Love. I never get tired of watching it. Gotcha. I mean, yeah, I, I think, like you, we've said before, it's, a, it's one of the most comic book movie movies um, that we've ever seen. And um, despite all some of the pitfalls that we mentioned, but, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. I think the Blu-ray has, like, a ton of extra stuff on it, too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes it totally worth watching. Oh, totally. Brian, what about you? What was your pick? Uh, this is one that, uh, looking into it, uh, I'm starting to think that it was actually that the manga was based on the film and not the other way around. But it's an animated movie called Your Name. Uh, that came oh, this out is such a good in movie. 20, 2016, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's it's such such a good movie. Um the 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 plot is heartbreaking and the way the movie is put together is just incredibly well done uh i i can't say enough good things about this film uh the director slash writer makoto shinkai um actually just had another film come out and it was Mm -hmm. at 
Celebration Cinemas in our state on the 16th and 17th of January, and I found out about it on, or, yeah, 15th and 16th, and I found out about it on the 17th. Oh, man, that's a bummer. I was so mad. <laughs> is that Weathering uh, with You? Is that that new one? Yeah, yeah, Weathering with You is the new one. Gotcha. Um, well, my, my top pick for the decade is going to be Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and I think we've kind of already sung its praises. Um, I mean, alternatively, I was going to pick Logan, but if I had to pick a non-X-Men movie, I would go with Thor Ragnarok. But really, at the top, for me, hands down, and it may be a recency bias, but Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, as I said, it quite possibly might be the best comic book film ever made, period. I don't think that there are any other contenders. Um, it helps that it's animated. I know that. But also, it ha- it didn't shy away from convoluted storylines and weird things in order to tell the story. And I really like that about it. And for someone who's been reading comics for a long time, this movie felt so natural for me um, to watch and understand. And to hear that people who don't read comic books normally enjoyed it at the same level um, for similar reasons and for different reasons makes me even more pleased. Um, easily one of the best films I've, I've seen in the last decade, uh, as well as just a comic book movie. Isn't it a Oscar award-winning uh, movie as well? Oh, brother, I don't know. I don't keep track of that stuff. I just read comic books, man. Yeah, got That's all I do. Feature. The Oscars yeah. don't matter. That's my hot take. I mean, you're right. <laughs> yeah, it's all, you it's know, all political and, and money and whatnot, but I mean... It is. It is. Unlike comic books where there's no politics <laughs> and no money. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> so with that with that note we are going to sign off the show we're going to wrap this up here you can follow us all on twitter you can find follow brian at brian head you can follow renee at rodrigo 29 you can follow me at mike rapid and you can follow the show on twitter and instagram at ircb podcast where we post things all the time i try to retweet things that are really interesting kickstarters and other people creators and stuff like that so make sure you're following us over there this show is powered by fans like you on patreon find our patreon at patreon.com slash ircb podcast and you can join now for access to exclusive audio, articles, previews of the IRCB schedule, early access to Top of My Pile posts, and so much more. Our, our Goodreads group is a lovely community of comic friends, and you can join our yearly reading challenge and comment on our weekly threads. Um, you can check that out at ircbpodcast.com goodreads. Our website is fantastic and can be found at ircbpodcast.com, where our pronunciation guide, Discord server, zines, merch, and everything else IRCB lives. And if you haven't already, please rate and review our show five stars on iTunes and beyond, and we will read your review on the next episode. You can also email our show with what you've been reading, corrections, recipes, etc. at ircbpodcast at gmail.com. Infinity Shred is the best band in the universe. They do all the music for our show. We love them. You should go check out their stuff at infinityshred.com. Xander is a high wizard, a cool guy, a great DM, and someone that's just fun to talk to. If you see him at Emerald City Comic Con, make sure to give him a high five. He also edits the show. I want to say thank you to Brian and Renee for being on this episode, this very long-winded episode. Thank you guys so much. Thank you to the listeners out there and everybody out on our Discord who hang out with us and chat about comics with us. You guys are fantastic people. Until next time, comics are good, and so are you. And that's the show. It's fucking two hours long audio. Xander's going to be so mad at us. Let's all hit stop. We're having a heat wave, a tropical heat wave. Oh, the temperature's rising, oh, it's so surprising.
Benet, stop. Yeah, he's been doing that the whole time. Oh, God. What? Just lis- listening to uh, you make noise <laughs> since you got back. <laughs> I don't like silence. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I found, so I was, I was in Seattle all week, and um, I do not, I don't like to sleep with quiet and like, so usually in my like in my apartment I have like a f- small fan that I turn on like right next to my head so it's just kind of like got a noise behind me. Um, but when I was in Seattle I didn't have said fan so I was trying to find something like a white noise generator and that white noise apparently freaks me out for some reason. So I uh, found Nick Nick White sent me this podcast like weeks ago. Um, it's called the Bore You to Sleep podcast. And it's this guy, and he talks in a voice like this, and his voice is very monotone as he explains something to you. And it's, like, really slow and just droney. And what he does is he reads 30 minutes of, like, a book. So I listen to, like, Jane Iyer and fucking Wizard of Oz and um, other stuff. And the thing, I, the reason I bring this up is, one, it did help me go to sleep because um, when you're a person with, like, anxiety, you it's hard to go to think about other things. It's hard to go to sleep because you're thinking about shit. And, um... But listen to this, it's like you're focusing on the story. It was great. It helped me go to sleep every night, except for Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz, I don't know if you guys have ever read that, but Wizard of Oz starts really dark. Like, it's super, like, depressing. And I think the intention is that later in the book, things are bright and happy and yada yada, she goes into Oz. But, like, the book starts with... uh, fucking oh my god what's her name why am i blanking dorothy Dorothy. jesus i wanted to say wendy um peter pan in my head but dorothy she goes to stay you know she goes to live with her aunt and uncle because her parents died right and the descriptions that the author gives of dorothy's aunt and uncle are super bleak like they're like then his and her her aunt this guy's like australian i think he's like and her aunt was a bleak woman who looked like she hadn't smiled in 25 years. She wore gray, and her face and skin matched the color of her dress. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Bye, Kelly. Um, and boy, oh boy. Yeah, Kelly's leaving me. Oh, by the way, she's, she left me now as I've started talking about this. Um, no, it, it was it's really bizarre. It makes me want to go and read Wizard of Oz just to actually experience this firsthand, because listening to it was like enthralling i did eventually fall asleep but man oh man is it dark i was gonna say um, wasn't it written like in the late 1800s when you know things were kind of um it was like shitty? the depression was that's the, the that's the movie man the book came right. out before then no the the movie came out in like the th- oh i guess you're right wizard of oz came out in 1939 and it is based off of Musical film should be the nineteen hundreds fantasy novel, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. Suck it. (laughs) All right, Ray, hold on. Jeez, we're all friends here. Um written by L. Frank I don't know who the fuck this guy is. But um (laughs) He's the guy that wrote Wizard of Oz. (laughs) 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 Shut up, (laughs) Renee. I can feel Um, Brian. Well, like I'm gonna see Brian on like Saturday. He's just gonna hit me first thing. Um yeah, I I have a I have a present for you from uh, the Secret Santa thing, too. Yeah, I have oh. a present to give to one of the Kates, but I don't remember which one it is. Well, they have different uh, spellings, so... Probably Lamphere. Oh. Because KT got her gift, and I also have Kate Scotch's gift. All right, so. great, great. 
Yeah, I put a reminder in my calendar for October 1st to start planning our friend Christmas next this year. <laughs> so that we can fucking plan it. Um, yeah, this, Wizard of Oz was published in September 1st, 1900. Um, 10,000 copies. Anyways, th- that book is bizarre. It's fucking bleak, um, at least to start. But the illustrations, according to Wikipedia, look kind of cool. And honestly, like the movie was pretty, pretty good about it. Yeah, pretty, uh, pretty true to form, at least. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love this style of illustration, though. Like in this book, it, it reminds me of like, have you guys ever seen the like original stuff for Little Nemo? Like, um, for what? It's called. It's this. It's this Russian comic from like the 1920s or something. It's considered one of the first comic books in a in a sense um it's maybe not even 20s i think it was 1800s um little nemo uh, adventures in yeah little nemo's a fictional creator blah 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 it, it, launch date was october 15 1905 so like it's 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 bizarre looking like i'm gonna send the link oh uh, yeah i see what you're talking about yeah i really i mean it's, it's gorgeous looking comic um, and Gabriel Rodriguez and someone else did a remake of it called Little Nemo in, let me look at it, it's called. In the Land Little, of Wonderful Dreams? No, Adventures in Slumberland. Um, they did like a, nope, that's not it, Jesus Christ. Little Nemo Rodriguez. Like the guy that did Lock and Key, um, a Return to Slumberland, that's what it's called. It was by Eric Shanower and Gabriel Rodriguez, the same guy that did um, Lock and Key. It's a fucking gorgeous book. I mean, Rodriguez's art is incredible. But to see him like side by side with the style of the original book is it's pretty pretty impressive. That he, he definitely wanted to add his own flair to the book, but he really tried to match it as close as he could to the original creator. Oh, balls. You right? Uh, yeah, I just kind of moved my mic. Okay. It was uh, well because I I stood it up on some. I did some blasphemy. I set it up on some manga to get it higher, as you requested. Mm, mm. Manga's not a good book. <laughs> I don't have any other bigger... Like, all the other books are not big enough, so I... Uh, I've got, like... Uh, I've got all of four volumes of Witch Hat Atelier and four volumes of Noragami <gasps> on it. I didn't know that you bought that. Oh, dude, I bought it and knocked it out the weekend you talked about it. Awesome. Dude, that's fantastic. I fucking... How cool is the magic system in that book? It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, anyway, sorry. I didn't mean to get completely off track here. Um, I just find this stuff really interesting. I, Wizard of Oz is a weird book. It's and it helped Mike sleep. And it kind of helped me sleep. But yeah, if you're looking for something and you're looking for someone to literally bore you to sleep, um, bore you to sleep, the podcast is really good. It's just he, the problem with his ep- episodes is that it's got like a four minute ep- intro because he has to plug all of his credits and stuff before you go to sleep. <laughs> So uh, like, that makes sense. So, which which I think is really funny, but like I always end up, you know, after you hear it the first time, you kind of it's easy to skip over. But um, yeah, it's it's pretty funny. Um, because the first episode, first episode I listened, to, I was like, why is he front loading so much stuff? And then it, of course, clicked on me the next day. I'm like, oh, I'm asleep by the time the episode ends. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it it gets the job done. So I recommend that if for anybody that's out there looking for that. Anyways. To the, I like, to the I like two of you, you said that. To, like Xander's gonna put this were, in there. Yeah. This whole Xander, it, <laughs> about promotion. As if this was part of the sleep. episode. 
This is, listen, if I didn't tell you guys, we're, we have a pirate radio broadcast that I'm broadcasting just to the two-mile radius of my neighborhood. So, for nobody that's listening, um, yeah. Anyways, uh, I wish, that actually, that's something that I want to do. Uh, that's a whole other topic. Yeah, pirate whole... radio is totally a thing you can do, and it's not illegal if you keep it within a certain distance. Oh I like that God. idea. The whole you thing, can... that whole conversation started out of Renee was making noises to himself because he can't stand silence. Yeah, yeah. Yep. 